Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. It would be so different for me knowing that I went to the University of South Florida, uh, went to school there, um, went to, uh, to the NFL, drafted from the NFL to the Giants, then come back to Tampa, I traded, and then also not hosting the Super Bowl. That is Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> I think. Calling from somebody's <laughs> trunk, apparently. Is he okay? Welcome to Zoom call. Should we check on Jason me on, the, <laughs> me on the back of my pickup truck and Cartersville, Georgia, with no cell service <laughs> might sound better. Yeah, I don't know what that was. That was some, that was some horrible uh, audio. Hey, Kuz, let's do some live producing right here on the show and clue everybody in. Uh, Fitz just texted me. And said that uh, he had to hang up on you because he got called in to do a show, oh, right, wow. like right okay. now. So um, I think he's going to be on with uh, Golik Jr. and had to uh, fill in in like a, in a hurry. So uh, uh. go Fitz today. Maybe we'll get him on later in the week. If not, we'll do it again next Tuesday, which we always do. Do we get big time by Spain Golik Jr. Uh, or by Fitz, either one. I mean, whatever you think. Um, but uh, now I don't know if he's going back. Is he doing like five hours of radio then? Because he's going to go join Golik Jr. and then also uh, Spain and Fitz at seven o'clock on ESPN Radio all across this fine land. So uh, you can tune in. Um, uh, to uh, Jason Fitz, he joins us usually on Tuesdays. I will ask him. Uh, I will ask you some of the questions that we would have asked him anyway. We'll stay on on the topic. Uh, but before I want to stay on basketball for a moment, then we'll get back into the football. Because you brought something up. You said it was Iverson and Kobe Bryant. Growing right? up. Yep. And Iverson and, and had such so, an influence on me, the fact that one of my first tattoo that I got was inspired by Alan Iverson. Uh, what is that? It's a bulldog. And it, yeah, it used to say only the strong survive, but I got that covered up. Because, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And there you go. Uh, that's not going to be my tattoo when we go number one. No, it's going to be ESPN 690, baby. Yeah, uh, we've had several ideas of what it could be. Uh, Was it not ESPN 690? Mock. I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, it probably is. But what if we do it like shock your mock and I put it on my butt? Shock your mock. Yeah? Aggressive? <laughs> For your first one? Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, you might, you might want to hit that dump button there, Goose. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I say butt, you say dump. <laughs> Stuart Weber, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the So, just real quick on, on the basketball front. So, you bring that up, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson. Uh, you know, for me, it was Magic and Bird. Yeah. I'm sure you could go way back. I, I don't know. Like, Jordan really didn't have somebody, you know, it was kind of like the Bulls and the Pistons. But it wasn't like somebody you went back and forth with necessarily. Like he got the later years of Bird and Magic. No, um, like, he got, actually, he didn't get just the later years. Really, he got some. So when when Jordan hit it big, like when it felt like it really blossomed, though, it was the later years for for Bird and Magic. So like he didn't have a contemporary that was either or, right? No, like if, if you're asking that, me, did anybody in like when I was growing up compare to Michael Jordan? Like were you Team Jordan or Team somebody else? No, I mean it was just Jordan yeah. by himself. But but Penny Hardway and Shaq were two big names um, okay. that a lot of people were on, you know, kind of their bandwagons as opposed to Jordan. 
Yeah, that's a good call. That's fair. Uh, yeah, because I think even like you could almost even go like Kobe and Shaq as much as you said Kobe and Allen Iverson. Uh, mm. you know, yeah. like, even though they're on the same team, uh, there was a little bit of that. But I guess what I'm getting around to, is there one now? Is it, or has there been? Is it LeBron James and? Like, is Kevin Durant, is, is Steph Curry, is Russell Westbrook, James Harden? Like, I don't feel like we talk about those guys in that way no. versus LeBron. Like, people, you either like LeBron or you don't, but you don't really like LeBron because you like somebody else. You, you hear what I'm saying? No, everyone wants to compare... MJ to King James now, like that's the thing. Uh, I just think nowadays with with the modern era NBA, there is just so much talent, right? Where it's like there's no clear cut two best players in the league. I mean, back when it was Jordan, like yeah, you had Jordan, and then you had Penny Hardaway, but that was more of like a I think kind of like a pop culture thing. And you had Shaq, and back then then you had Kobe and you had Allen Iverson because like they were kind of the two like leaders of of the NBA. Nowadays, man, you got Steph Curry, you got KD, you got Giannis, you got LeBron, you got Luka, you got Joel Embiid. I mean, there's there's so many players out there where it's kind of hard to just put one and one against each other. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, you know, there's a lot of guys out there. Well, I would also say it's kind of like the the storyline now is always like the duos or the the power teams. You know, like mm-hmm. LeBron, when you go back and talk about the teams he went up against, it's never like you were saying just Steph. It's Steph and KD and Klay Thompson and Draymond mm-hmm. Green. Like they. They kind of combine them. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and maybe it shows, guys, maybe, as I say this out loud, it shows like almost the greatness of LeBron James. And, and much like it did with Jordan. You didn't really say it, even as it was going on. See, a lot of times we'll crown these guys the greatest of all time or the best, and we want to say they're the best. But usually it comes after their career or maybe in the twilight of their career as they're winding down. I mean, even... Tom Brady, right? I mean, we didn't say Tom Brady was the GOAT until a couple years ago. So I I wonder if LeBron is in that same conversation, which many people believe, right? Many people believe LeBron is in the conversation with Jordan. Uh, many, most people believe it's Jordan, although the younger generation continues to surprise me at how much they rally around LeBron as the guy. Well, you heard uh, their, I, I, you heard their, new, their new one, right? The new, the new argument is if he goes up against the Nets and beats them at 36 years old, they're like, there's no way he's not the GOAT. Yeah, and, and but it is it, it amazes it amazes me. See, you say that Austin, right? And you're I like thirty two. Yeah. Well, you're laughing because but you're like thirty one, thirty two, and I would laugh at that too. Potential like or people my age would laugh at that too. That watch Jordan play and and put him on like this untouchable pedestal of being the great. But I'm just telling you, like you ask Jags players, right? Who are who are athletes and who are younger um, and just like ten years young, not even ten years younger than you. And they, they're, they're Team LeBron. And, and they grew up, by the way, with Jordan's shoes. And they grew up with YouTube, where well, you can on. watch the highlights. They grew up with Jordan's shoes, and they grew up with Jordan highlights. But they didn't grow up with the like the the chaos that was like, just the Jordan mania, if you will. Just like I didn't yeah, have Magic enough. Johnson. So like when someone wants to tell me Magic Johnson, you know, best point guard of all time, I'd be like, well, I, I don't know about that because I don't remember any. I mean, I've seen the highlights, and, and I've seen the shoes and everything, but I didn't grow up around that. Like, I don't know how much hype Magic Johnson brought. Yeah, but like it's almost like we didn't grow up around Jack Nicholas, but we knew he was great. We didn't see Babe Ruth play, but we know he's he was unbelievable, right? Jordan almost takes on that a little bit that I thought it would transfer into generations ahead, and LeBron is kind of uh, what is it? He's kind of blended it together, right? I mean, he's made it more of an argument in that sense, and there are people on Team LeBron. 
Oh, without that's a doubt. That's, so I, what, I'm really going two different stories here, but I just find it interesting when you brought it up in the last segment as you were talking Kobe and Allen Iverson, and I think you can't say Kobe and Shaq, that when I grew up, it was Bird and Magic. I don't even know what it was prior to that. Like, it could have been Julius Irving and, you know, whoever, Moses Malone, <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. name your guy. But uh, uh, it was Bird and Magic. It was Jordan, and, and you didn't do that. You didn't feel like you did that with somebody else. It was Kobe and Iverson or Kobe and Shaq. And now this generation has LeBron, but with all the great players, as you just mentioned, ton of great players, you still don't say LeBron and somebody. Instead, you say LeBron and maybe in the conversation of Jordan. Do you think, yeah. do you think that's Which a little is wild bit, to me. Do you think that's a little bit, though, right now at least because of injury? Because I think maybe, say, two years ago before KD got hurt, it was LeBron and KD as, like, the number one and number two. Well, I also think and, it was maybe Steph Curry it was. a little bit, too, and man. Curry, just, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> being a prolific scorer. Like, listen, I think why, and you should be, everyone, especially the, today's generation, is so infatuated with LeBron James. Because, like, when I grew up watching Jordan, I knew for a couple things. Scoring points, putting the team on his back, and throwing down dunks. LeBron yeah. James' game, it's it's the complete game. He's probably one of the best passers of all time. The guy can put up points. The guy can play defense. He can cover anybody on the floor one through five. Like, that's what makes LeBron James so special and so great is, like, his crazy athleticism where a dude that big um, and that tall shouldn't be able to play the game like that. That, to me, is where LeBron James stands over Michael Jordan because LeBron James has done things that we've seen like a guy that size like what what was that you know and that's to me why this newer generation of basketball fans is so infatuated with LeBron James just because we haven't seen another really like him yeah let's stay on this kind of conversation because Stuart and I were driving up to uh, Cartersville Georgia that's where we're at Trevor Lawrence's hometown and we drove up last night and we're having this conversation about uh kind of like where Brady fits right in, in the landscape of greatness mm-hmm. Is it is it without a doubt? Does anybody even question anymore that Brady's the greatest of all time when it comes to football? I mean, I are, think are we all on the same page? I mean, who's the rival? Like, no, who, who no. Else? I mean, I th- I think in terms of the championships, like that speaks for itself right there. Like they call him the goat for a reason. Yes, Brady is the best quarterback of all time, and the best quarterback is the best. You know, it's the it's the the high profile position of the NFL. So yeah, absolutely. Do the losses bother you at all in the big in the Super Bowls? He's six and three. So what if he goes six and four? Does that tarnish it? Uh, because it it doesn't seem to. Although I feel like I've heard the argument against for LeBron. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me at all because at the end of the day, if it's the game of football and a lot of things have to happen for you to win, like listen, Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time, but he's also played on some pretty awesome teams, obviously. The difference between basketball is, like, basketball, you play offense and defense, right? There's only five guys in the court. So you have a lot more influence of how the game's going to shake out. So when people want to say, like, well, you know, James lost how many uh, f- how many games in the finals or how, how many championships, they put that up because it's, listen, if you're really that good, you can have the direct influence and win those games, just like you saw Jordan do. Like, that's the ultimate argument between Jordan and LeBron James. Jordan, when it was crunch time, he would put the team on his back. Now, mind you, he had a lot of great players around him, but people want to say he put the team on his back and he wasn't going to lose. The argument is, well, LeBron James, if he's so good, how come he couldn't will his team to the finals victories? I think it's a little harder at the quarterback position because no matter how many points you score, no matter how many yards you throw for, like Tom Brady did uh, against the Eagles, well, at the end of the day, your defense still has to have your back as well. Okay, so this is what we were talking about. Uh, and, and here's the just the question succinctly is, is there 
an uncatchable goat. And and what I mean by that is Michael Jordan is the goat in in basketball. Can anybody catch him in that status? Well, LeBron James make him one hell of an effort. Yeah. <laughs> and and most people believe that he can't. Like if you did a poll, they're still going to say Jordan. But I mean he's making an effort. Jack Nicholas for the longest time in golf, and I know we usually go four major sports, but I think golf in this sense actually ties in because Jack Nicholas was the unquestioned greatest guy, uh, greatest player. Well, Tiger Woods, many believe, is better, but statistically, championship-wise, might not be. Uh, so in terms of uncatchable, Nicholas probably wasn't there, and maybe the, the pair of them, Nicholas and Tiger, will be uncatchable. Who knows? In uh, what's it, uh, Obviously, Brady. i got to believe Brady... Because football hasn't been, like, at least the NFL, the modern-day NFL, hasn't been around for 100 years, and there's more attention on it and more great players than ever, I wouldn't put Brady as the uncatchable, although 10 Super Bowls and some of the records that he has seems ridiculous to catch. So I think, actually, like Babe Ruth, for some reason, even though statistically Babe Ruth is not the greatest player of all time in every stat, the fact that he was so good hitting, so good pitching back in the day, and also this larger-than-life personality and human being, by far makes him, like, the greatest of all time in baseball. Like, you don't hear anybody challenge that. And in hockey, we were looking up the numbers on Wayne Gretzky. Oh, yeah, he's, he's I don't a great know one. If any, I don't know if anybody can duplicate it. Stewart said he was reading an article. And we don't even know how far old this article was, but it's 61 records he held at one time. Uh, in this, when this article was at one time, he held 61. He lost two of the records, but he gained one back because Mario Lemieux actually came back. Mm-hmm. And so one of the records, like the, the goal per or point per game or something like that, dropped. So <laughs> Gretzky actually retook the title of that record. So he owns like 60 records, and he hasn't played in some 25 years. You know? Yeah. Uh, so. I guess, uh, again, succinctly after that long explanation, is there an uncatchable GOAT? Yeah, I think that Michael Jordan, at least in my eyes, will always be the uncatchable GOAT just because no one's going to be able to do what he did. He went to six championships, and he won six championships. He walked away from the game, tried to pursue another sport, came back, then won three championships after that. Like, I don't think anyone's going to ever do that again. And you got to remember the era of that time, too. Like, back then, you didn't have social media. You didn't have, uh, you know, you didn't have 100 NBA channels you could watch every single game. Like, you, you had what, you know, was, was given to you. And, like, obviously growing up, I, we had WGN, so I got to watch, like, a lot of Bulls games. But, like, now sports are so saturated where you can get your fix wherever you go. So it kind of takes, in my opinion, some of that shine off a little bit because now you're, you're, you're so privileged to watching any player that you want to watch or you're so privileged to seeing all these highlights and everything like that. So I think Jordan's definitely the uncatchable goat there. I think Gretzky, I mean, it's not even close. Like, he, he is the great one for a reason. With Tom Brady, you know, I would say – because like the way the NFL set up with salary caps and injuries happen and all this stuff, like the sensible part of me would say no one's gonna ever catch Tom Brady and he's an uncatchable goat. But then like I look at Patrick Mahomes and I look at the way the game of football is shifting now. Like back in the day, like I'm talking, let's say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you could have got away with a with a mediocre quarterback, a solid running game, and, and a solid defense. 
And now, like the way the game is going, that's uh, that's echoing towards. It seems like, listen, you better have a legit quarterback, and you better have a legit offense. It doesn't matter how how good a defense you play. If you want if you want to win a Super Bowl, you got to have the quarterback. And like when I see Patrick Mahomes, like he's still so young, and he's in his infancy. But what he's been able to do so far, now keep in mind, injuries got to play a factor, obviously. Um, you know, the, the players around have to play a factor. But I think Patrick Mahomes, who knows? When it's all said and done, he may be able to catch Tom Brady. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, we're we're looking at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I'm in Trevor Lawrence's hometown. Who knows? I mean, everybody says this kid has been kind of the chosen one for so long. Why couldn't he, mm-hmm. you know, someday build a dynasty? Hopefully it is in Jacksonville. And they win championship after championship and uh, you know, Mahomes is an interesting one because there he could be on his way to two in his first what four years in the NFL. Yeah, that actually would rival, I think, Brady's timetable. Uh, although Brady might have had, I might have had two in the first four and three in the first five because I believe they won in oh the oh one season, and then I want to say maybe it was the oh four and oh five season. I can't remember if it was oh three or oh four, uh, but they won like three and four years. Uh, I want to say. And that was early in Brady's career, and he won his first one. He was in year two as a pro. So uh, you're talking about the first five or six years of Brady's career, he had won three already. Well, Patrick Mahomes, first four years, he could have two. And so why couldn't you track that? I kind of tend to think it's hard because there's so many good quarterbacks now. Uh, There's going to be so many rivals for him. One thing, we brought this up yesterday on the show. The AFC is going to be really competitive. And that is something Brady did not have to contend with that much. He did sure. have to contend with Peyton Manning, but he did not have to contend with a division that was difficult, let's be honest. I mean, that was one of the keys to this path of dominance and all these championship games and all these records in the postseason for Tom Brady. He hardly had to worry about a wild card game, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and again, they were brilliant. They were good, but the division stunk. <laughs> it was a guaranteed five wins, if not six wins, almost, for the Patriots, just because they were that much better than everybody. And sure, credit the Patriots, but also that was also on the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets for stinking as bad as they did. So I just don't know if I see that for the next five to ten years with Mahomes, even though he's brilliant, uh, to get to the amount of titles, potentially seven for Brady, could be very difficult, even six uh it's obviously going to be difficult for any one player. It's interesting we bring guys up like this, though. Brady is an outlier in this sense, Austin. You say Michael Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. And the brilliance on the court. And it's almost like the way we watched him play, we don't need to look at the stats. Like, he changed the game, and he played a different game. And so this phenomenon that was Jordan, between the shoes and the hype and the dunking and the dunk contests and in the, in the clutch shots, it was like this cultural thing. Uh, that's kind of what helps Tiger Woods into the realm he's in, cultural thing. Babe Ruth, believe it or not, without any of the branding, social media, and everything else, way back in the day was this cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and still some hundred years later he is, which is remarkable. Even Gretzky made hockey cooler to the masses than probably ever before and was labeled the great one. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like this outside influence, the outside impact these athletes make, kind of put them on this pedestal of being the GOAT. But Brady doesn't really have that. 
You know, Brady doesn't, he's not like this cultural phenomenon well, in any way, outside I mean, of the fact that he's played a long time. Yeah, but I think he is, though, because he's the ultimate underdog story. I mean, he was taken in the sixth round. Nobody's expecting him to do anything. You saw his combine footage where he's running, you know, and it looked like he's running like a 5-4 or whatever like that. Like, to me, the prestige and why he is the GOAT is also the story. And the story says that Tom Brady wasn't supposed to go from Michigan and become the greatest football player of all time. So to me, like Tom Brady is a reminder of why the sport of football is so fantastic. Because he was the ultimate underdog. No one saw it coming. And now he's the best football player arguably of all time. Like, there's a story in that. Yeah, I guess. It's not like everybody's buying Uggs, though, you know? I mean, probably not. No, I'm not buying Uggs by any means. No, man. I'm not buying that Stetson Cologne either that he was rocking for a while. (laughs) Like, all these people, they sell stuff. Like, what does Brady sell? Jerseys, Brent. Jerseys. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Diet plans? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he had yeah, his whole TV diet 12? Yeah, he had the TV I mean, 12. I mean, I guess he sells the fountain of youth in a sense. Sure, man. Do I sense a little Tom Brady hating right now from you? No, I'm not. I'm just trying to separate. I, I just think there's a big difference between the goats. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I, I do. I feel like I feel like there's a big difference there. And by the way, he might be at times the most hated goat, right? Because he was associated, associated with the Patriots. No, for sure. For sure. You know, and the scandal, right, and all the all that yeah, stuff that yeah. went on with New England. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, were, when we uh, come back, oh, I was going to say they, they they were talking about this on ESPN. It was was would Patrick Mahomes ever have a shot at passing Brady in terms of the goat status? I know his career is really early, but if he loses to him in the Super Bowl, is that the automatic you know disqualifier for that because oh, Brady's uh, so much older? Yeah, very good call there, right? The head-to-head. And by the way, I think they're 2-2 two two head-to-head. Mm. So this could be a big game in that sense. Somewhere match. down the line. Uh, we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. We're live in Cartersville, Georgia. Trevor Lawrence's hometown. How good of a teammate will Trevor Lawrence be? And we talk about star teammates. Austin, you need to shed some light when we come back. On Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports. Austin Lane. I mean, have you been on Twitter lately? Yes. Do, you, do you want 100000 extra $100,000? Do you want a scholarship? Let's go. Politics. <laughs> we get back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Uh, the name Trevor Lawrence has become synonymous with Cartersville. It's been a big part of who we've been ever since he came onto the scene. And certainly his accomplishments in high school and in college and now looking forward to the NFL, it's going to do nothing more than than strengthen our brand and uh, the familiarity with people around the country about Cartersville. That is Mayor Matt Santini of Cartersville, Georgia. Talked to him earlier today. We are in Cartersville, Georgia. It's the hometown of Trevor Lawrence with the Cartersville High School. It's a town of 20,000 people. As you can probably tell, behind me if you're watching on our video feeds facebook youtube twitter twitch i mean it's small town usa you know it's not super small town usa but it's pretty small town usa uh, just kind of has a uh, that old main street look right behind us the train tracks run right through there's been a couple of trains already go by today fortunately not in the show <laughs> and they it's interesting they say sometimes the train will come here and there's a switch like wait down the road a little bit maybe some half a mile or a mile and we saw it happen today. The train just stopped in town for like 45 minutes. And so 
They have to reroute stuff. <laughs> Traffic wise. Unbelievable. It's got like random like <laughs> citizens or like the conductors and stuff. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take this one over here. What's going on there, cars, <laughs> There's some kind of switch down there, but it takes a while, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's not like every day at 1245 or every couple of days. And so all of a sudden, just business stops right here because the train's in the way. Uh, In fact, it's kind of funny. Where we are, I think I told you earlier, City Hall's right across the way. And, um, I mean, literally five minutes across the street. Five minutes, like 20, 50 yards across the street. And so we were parked right about here but on the other side of these train tracks and we had to actually drive around to go do our interview with the mayor because the train was stopped and so it actually it took about seven or eight minutes to get to city hall even though i could have hit a pitching wedge uh but that's what happens uh, in the town sometimes uh but a beautiful day here in cartersville georgia is, really nice town is there mayor into tim mcgraw well, as well I don't know. I didn't ask him. Should have, man. Ask him. Should I mean, have, man. It, it's not a country. He, I told you he, he operates and runs a radio station in town. Yeah. He's part-time mayor, and he also calls the Cartersville High School football games, and he also operates a theater in town. And maybe he's but a it's train not conductor a country as well. music station. Oh, it's not. He's, <laughs> what it's is not a country music it's like station. Top, it's not a top 40. There's No, no mayor of mine is going to be doing top 40. Was it? Top 40 station? No way! Yeah, Kuz, you buying this? Didn't have, nah, Kuz didn't. I mean, uh, Stewart didn't know. We were, okay. we're not sure. We have it to better go back. not be we'll a to top 40, man. I, I can run a city and play that top 40 station. That's crazy, man. <laughs> it's nuts. I don't know. Ask Kuz. He does it every day. He, he, he ain't running the city. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, that's uh, he he's it's really cool. Uh, just even his job alone, <laughs> the mayor's job yeah. uh, here in Cartersville. Uh, I've got something for you. You got to check this out. I want you to see the video feeds. All right, let me go on YouTube real quick here. We drove up last night. I, I hear a rapper. I can only imagine what that is. Yep. Hang on. The sun's all right. shining right now here. Sorry, folks Boom. listening on the radio. This is all for the video. Oh, piece. we got some Bucky's. What does that say? We got Bucky's. We got Sesame some Bucky's snacks, nice, baby. Nice, man. Bucky's is the real Sesame deal. Sesame snacks, and we got we got the Buck Trail mix. This is new. Never got this before, but it has the uh, whatever they call them, Bucky bites. Yep. Oh, those are beaver good. nuggets. Yep. Yeah, the beaver nuggets. Hey, when are they going to oh, have this spot in Jacksonville? I thought they're going to build one pretty soon. Word is they're opening next month. And right. uh, down at St. World Golf Village, okay. about an exit from where you know who lives. That's me. And uh, we, you know, we would have been going out to Mobile and past the Buckies, mm-hmm. but this one in Macon, Georgia, on the way up here, whew, brand spanking new. It is huge. I think it's the biggest Buckies I've ever seen. I'm wow. sure it's not the biggest Bucky that exists, but it's the biggest Buckies I've ever seen. And I mean, it just makes the trip. Like, it's worth driving it six trip, hours on a Monday night yeah. to stop at Bucky's. I mean, it's amazing. How do we not have Bucky's as a sponsor? I've never been so many so passionate about a place in my life. I mean, listen, we're talking about brisket sandwiches. Yeah, I mean, Bucky's, cut the check. I could talk about Bucky's all day if I had to. Make sure I have, like, I a mean, Bucky's podcast. Listen, if, if Bucky tweets the show like Hootie tweeted the show, this thing's gone <laughs> off the rails. Is there a Bucky? I can tweet at us? <laughs> Let me look at that a little a Bucky. bit. Hey, Bucky, cut the check. I mean, there's a Bucky everywhere. Hey, Bucky's kind of cute, too, you know? It's, uh, I had to get Kaylee one time. She wanted a Bucky stuffed animal. Got yeah. Bucky stuffed animal from yep. Bucky's. 
Oh, they're, they're, I mean, they're Bucky's hey, does a great job of branding. They're, they're they're really capitalizing on that on that beaver. Let's just say for sure. Yeah, he's everywhere. No doubt. I mean, Bucky, you can get a thing of Tic Tacs, and Bucky's is on Tic Tacs. Really? <laughs> Guys everywhere. <laughs> he's everywhere. Uh, hey, is are, are star players good teammates? You played with Matthew Stafford <laughs> for a short time, Calvin Johnson through a short time. I don't want you to rat. I, well, yeah, rat someone out if you want to. Yeah. Uh, you played with Lance Jake Briggs. Cutler. Yeah, Jake Cutler. Uh, Lance yeah. Briggs. I, I, don't, I mean, Travis I know Kelsey. Briggs is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, Kelsey wasn't a star yet, though. True, right? true, true, true. Not really. Yeah. I wouldn't say he was a star yet. Alex Smith, uh, yeah. I would assume he would be kind of star power. Okay. Uh, let's be honest, man. In Jacksonville, I don't know if you had that much Marie star power Drew. in terms of... I, Oh, that's a good point. I'm yeah. sorry, Mojo. I forgot about Yeah, you. Brent, come on, man. Uh, and so overall, in in your experience, and this doesn't mean that they're not, yeah. I, I just want your take on it. Are, are star players in sports, yeah. uh, maybe even especially football, but in sports, are they good teammates? Let me think if I can snitch on anybody real quick because I don't care. Um, you know what? All of the star players that I played with, and then obviously, like, I mean, I've told the Kelvin Johnson story before. You don't want to get yourself before. in trouble, do you? With who? Like, you think I'm scared? I like, I mean, like, listen, like, Jay Cutler, like, listen, the, the record's out on Jay Cutler, right? Like, I, I didn't ever have to deal with Jay Cutler because he's on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm not sure, like, how big of a star Jay Cutler was. But obviously, like, in terms of his playing ability, one of the best to ever do it. But in terms of, like, I think the leadership, I think it was lacking a little bit. But, like, everybody can tell you that. Like, I'm, I'm not breaking any news there with Jay Cutler. I mean. Yeah, though, people I've talked to about Jay Cutler, though, that did play with him, uh, you included, said it's not as bad as it was perceived either. No, that's true. It's not as bad as it was perceived because, like, you know, he always had to look on the sidelines. Everyone wanted to make fun of his look. Like, that's just, that's yeah, just what the guy looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Photoshop. So it, it was never as bad <laughs> as, as, you know, it was perceived. But, like, in terms of, like, was he, like, the best leader um, at the quarterback position, well, probably not. But like, as far as star players that I played with, yeah, they're always pretty much top-notch guys. Like, I mean, Lance Briggs was on the back nine of his career, and we almost had it out. I told you that story before on the first day of training camp that I showed up. We almost had a little altercation, but then we kind of had a mutual respect after that. Um, you know, Charles Tillman, Peanut Tillman. I gotta be careful what I say about him because he's an FBI agent now. Like, true story. The guy works with Is FBI. He really? Yeah. Works FBI. Wow. Yeah, probably can listen to this right now if I'm talking about him. But um, he, he was always a. a <laughs> I a, hope he is. Yeah, he was always a top-notch dude. Obviously, I said Kelvin Johnson, Stafford was great. Yeah, so Alex Smith, obviously, I have great respect for. So Calvin Johnson was good. Remind us, right? Ke- Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson was, was probably my favorite um, in terms of star okay. teammates because it was so unexpected to me. Because obviously, like. I mean, he's Megatron, right? And he plays a position um, that nine times out of ten you're going to deal with a prima donna. You're going to deal with a guy that's kind of a diva, right? I mean, that's what wide receivers are. I mean, I, I grew up with the times of Terrell Owens and Ocho Cinco. Like, that's what I was accustomed to. And the first day I get to Detroit, my locker is um, it's one spot down from Kelvin Johnson's. And, like, I'm one of the first guys in the locker room getting situated. And, obviously, I know it's Kelvin Johnson's locker because he's got a bunch of, like, these – Megatron toys in it. Like, he had, like, his own, like, toy that I guess Mattel or whoever sponsored with Nike made Kelvin Johnson his own toy. So I'm like, oh, yeah, well, this is Kelvin Johnson's yeah. locker, right? And then, um, so. Can then, I get one? Exactly. And he, 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 he comes in the locker, uh, you know, in the locker room, sits next to me, and I introduce myself, and, like, 
instead of like you know kind of blowing me off because let's be honest like i i wasn't there for an extended period of time i was there for maybe three or four weeks like i i wasn't going to be this savior of detroit and i wasn't going to bring the team any more wins but like the first thing he says to me i say hey what's up man my name's austin he's go oh, what's up man my name's calvin hey uh i heard that you're new in town if you need a spot to stay Tell me, you know, I got your back. If you need some shoes, tell me your size. I'll get you some, you know, of my cleats. And, like, he, he was completely just hospitable. And it, it was insane because, like, dude, I'm, I'm here for a couple weeks. Like, he knows it. I know it. Yeah. But, like, for that, for one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, in my opinion, for to, to be, like, that just human and, like, not even consider me, like, a teammate, but just a person, like, hey, man, if you need uh, a spot to stay or if you need help, you know, picking out an apartment or if you have any questions about restaurants, you know, we can chat. Um, that always stuck out to me because he, he, he didn't have to do that, especially during the season when we got to focus on, like, the next game plan. But the fact that he took a guy who just got there and, like, you know, he gave me the, the ultimate, you know, just hospitality, um, I'll never forget it. Yeah, that's cool. So, okay, why do I bring this up today? Uh, I really believe, and I think I've said this on the show a little bit, but more and more you hear about, more and more you see, man, I think Tom Brady's really good. Yeah. I think Brady's really good at that. And I've heard stories before where he's had to lower kind of his level of icon because players are in awe of him uh, to and down to their level and really work at that. And try to be like, dude, I'm just a guy, right? I'm just a guy. You saw him on the podium after the game. Hey, how about talking to my teammates, all right? You guys talk to me all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, get get somebody else up here. Uh, he he obviously controlled that situation. And by the way, that, that moment does make you a great teammate. But you add some of the stories up. I think I, I heard somewhere, I can't now remember where, I think it was Andy Reid. I think we might have had this comment yesterday on our show. And it was Andy Reid that said he came into the locker room. Now, this isn't a teammate thing, but it might tell you a little bit about who he is. After they beat Kansas City in the AFC Championship game three years ago, he came into the locker room to talk to Mahomes after that. Yeah. Uh, I think those moments are pretty cool. I think that's a big deal. Listen, he went out of his way for Antonio Brown, who everybody else wanted to cancel. Like, you were in this cancel culture. And people are like, Antonio Brown, we're done, man. I'm done with you. You're, you're, you're messed up. You're, you've lost it. And he's inviting Antonio Brown to live with him in his house. Yeah. I, honestly, Austin, I don't think I'd invite Antonio Brown to live with me in my house. <laughs> we, like, we, we would in, invite him on the show, but probably not in, in, in your house. Yeah, for sure. And, and so you add all these things up, and it's like, man, I, I think that's the level. I, I have a... a certain amount of appreciation for it and i just wonder if all the greats have that in them like because you have to be is lebron james a great teammate i'm sure there's moments that he's not yeah but is he a great teammate is, Let's, yeah. is was was kobe bryant right was joe montana was you know it's funny like i loved dan marino as a kid but i never got the impression he was this great teammate in fact he come off as this surly guy mm-hmm. that that was really not a not a great guy so, yeah. I, but maybe he was a great teammate. He just came off that way, you know. Listen, you know, I mean, you can pick your sport, but more maybe, especially in football, you're only as great as the talent that you surround yourself with. And with Tom Brady, did he always play with the most talented guys at the receiver position, the tight end position, well, tight end position probably, but the receiver position absolutely not. At the running back position, probably not. But then that's when it's your job to elevate those guys, to give those guys confidence. I'm reminded of Patrick Mahomes over that AFC Championship game when Miko Hardman dropped that punt. 
Mahomes was the first guy over to him and said, hey, we're going to get that back. And what do they do? The, yeah. they, they called a, a spot for Michael Hartman to have success again. Like, that to they me did. is the ultimate com- sign of a competitor and a great teammate is if they're not on your level, you get them to your level. And if they can't get to your level, then you have to let them go. Yeah, great call. Uh, that's a great way to put it, man. Well said. Uh, when we come back, we're live in Cartersville, Georgia, home of Trevor Lawrence. And I want to spin this to a Trevor Lawrence topic. It's on the way on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. If you've seen him play, number one, and if you know anything about him off the field and the kind of person he is, which people are have been learning about, he's a great representation of our city. He, he competes hard. He's dedicated to his craft. He's darn near the best you know, high school or college player you've ever seen, and he's got a bright future ahead of him, but he's a fantastic person off the field. And, again, he just represents our city with so much class and, and humility. It, it's really something, and the lessons you can learn by his actions – uh, are, are lessons that, that people all around the world could really learn to follow. That is Mayor Matt Santini, Mayor of Cartersville, Georgia, and talking about Trevor Lawrence. Of course, the young man from Cartersville was one of the best high school football players this area has ever seen, maybe the country's ever seen. One of the best to come out. Of course, Justin Fields right there with him in that class from down the road, just 20 miles or so. Uh, Kennesaw area, Harrison High School. And then what Trevor Lawrence did at Clemson, and now what he hopefully will do for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL as the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. That is what the buzz is about. That's one of the reasons we are here in Cartersville, Georgia. Just to recap a little bit, Trevor Lawrence is in California working out. We are on a little bit of a trek uh, on our way uh, to a Super Bowl special on the eve of Super Bowl 55 that we'll have on the TV side, CBS 47 and Fox 30. And so we are making a little bit of a road trip, and it won't just be this stop in Cartersville, Georgia, to tell the story of Trevor Lawrence, but others uh, along the way. Brent Martineau here in Cartersville, very nice town, by the way, and a beautiful day here on Tuesday evening. As the sun goes down, it gets a little bit of cool, a uh, little cooler, uh, but overall beautiful day. Uh, in the Action Sports Shack studios, Austin Lane. Uh, we're just talking about teammates. How hard is it for a young guy, especially given, oh, probably the the weight of everything on Trevor Lawrence, whether he likes it or not, can handle it or not, how difficult will it be for him to acclimate into what has to be a leadership role of sorts, even as a young player, because of the position he plays, and again, the nature of that number one pick and whether you want to say savior or not, he's looked at to help change this organization. Uh, how much is on him? How hard will that be in a locker room as a as a young player? I mean, I don't think it's going to be necessarily the hardest thing that he's got to accomplish just because he's been in this spot before, it seems like. Obviously, he was a leader in high school. He was a leader at Clemson, and he, certain, he seemed to earn all the respect of his players and coaches alike. I think that when he gets to the NFL, like it all depends to me because if we're talking about another COVID nineteen year where you know you don't get a chance to really interact with your teammates a lot and there's like these these kind of I guess walls put up where um, you know it, it's hard to get that team bonding, then that could be a detriment to him, um, especially if there's no preseason games too. Like all that stuff has to be taken into account a little bit. But at the end of the day, like when he when he makes that first touchdown pass or, or he he makes a nice play with his legs or his arm, like 
that to me, whether it's even in a game or a practice, I feel like he's going to earn the, his teammates' respect there because he's dealing with the the youngest roster right now in the entire NFL, and he's dealing with a roster that wants to win, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure even if it's your first, second, third year on that team, you're tired of losing. So with that being said, I think they're going to embrace him. I think that the leadership role definitely won't be too big for him, and I think it's going to be a nice fit. I think players, too, respect uh, – greatness is a little too hefty of a word, but respect – Really good play and players, and they know what it is. I've always said that as long as I've been in the business. Players know what good is. They know what good is on tape. They know what good is in the practice field. They know what good is on the game field. Sometimes they readily admit it. Sometimes they don't, but they know what it is. You know, uh, I think we all do um, on whatever we're working on. We know we have peers, and we say, okay, that's pretty good. That's not. That's whatever. Whether we're willing to voice that or not is, is a different story. So, I think he has respect because people respect the 86-6 and six record since being a freshman here at Cartersville High School. I think they, they followed this guy at Clemson, and they saw what he did. He lost twice. He, he made some incredible plays. He, he put it on tape. He put it on paper with stats. He put it in hardware with awards and, and championships. So I think there's this level of respect. I sense this, Austin, as well. This place, not only outside the building, is thirsty for success and for somebody to look to in that position. I sense they might be inside, too. And I know a lot of players are young, and they haven't been around for maybe the Bortles time and certainly back to the Gabbert time and maybe not even the Foles time for some. But they were around this team last year when they tried three different quarterbacks and none of them worked. And I think just even that and knowing the lack of success – they have to be kind of looking to this guy like, oh, here he is, man. We can win with a guy like this. And I've got to believe that will help the acclimation process. Uh, and one other thing, I think this guy's so mature. The reason I like uh, Trevor Lawrence to the Jags so much is, sure, all the things everybody's saying, but he has played a ton of football. And remember, he played as a high school kid on the varsity team as a freshman here in Cartersville, and he won a national title at Clemson as a freshman. So he's been here before. Yeah, I mean, listen, players in that locker room uh, in Jacksonville, they're tuned in to in terms of talent and what, what they can bring to the team. Trevor Lawrence will get embraced day one simply from the fact that he gives you a better chance to win. And that's what players want more yeah, than exactly. anything. So, yeah, the, the team's yeah. definitely going to embrace him. Obviously, the city's going to embrace him. Um, I think that, you know, the, the role and, and the moments won't be too big for him. And like I said, it's going to be a good fit. Yeah, I do have one other question I want to ask you about uh, when it comes to Trevor Lawrence in the Jacksonville uniform and a locker room. Uh, and then we want to get to matchmaker in the NFL. Where do the QBs land? There's a lot of QBs that could be in different spots. Yeah. Is that more hype? Is it reality? What do rosters look like in a couple of months, a few months, by the time the season starts in September? I sense, wager, Brent, really coming up. I sense a wager coming uh, up here. And, and, I, and I need some rallying here. Yeah, you do. Uh, I mean, you're like Bitcoin right now. <laughs> but you're about to drastically drop. You'd be surprised. So I'm going to buy low. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm like Microsoft. Uh, we'll do it when we come man. back. All right. <laughs> NFL, you're steady. NFL quarterback talk. When we come back, some more of it. Jacksonville, you don't have a quarterback problem. Uh, at least not in three months. We'll be back from Cartersville, Georgia, Trevor Lawrence's hometown on ESPN 690.